ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 proudly present The Killer Bees. Definitely a fan of The Killer Bees. Don't sweat the technique. Live in the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios inside X-Golf Katie. here's the Bees Knees themselves, Joe Blank and Jeremy Branham. Oh, hell yeah. You about to get all stung up. He's Blank, I'm Branham. We are the Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. A new lineup at the uh, the station. The bench still going to be in the bench in the morning. I can't call him that anymore. John and Lance, my bad. John uh, and Lance. Dell Although they be... called themselves the bench this morning. Oh, they screwed up. They're going to be fine. Uh, Dell will be from 10 to 2. Gallant and George, the killer G's from 12 to 3. And then we're still 3 to 6. Uh, more soccer can we matters. Call them the, more game can we on. Call them the, can we also call them the G-Man? You can. I'm not. Okay. I'm going to call him the G-Man. You can call him what you want. I mean, it's your prerogative. I'm not, I can't tell I, you. I what call him a lot worse than that when they're not on the air. Do you? To their face yeah, or Joe's behind o- their back? Joe's over here just – Joe's over here doing, like, his WWE strut and, like, listening to us player? trying to chime in. It's like, yeah, just slow down over He's here. He's trying to chime here. in. What's he yeah. trying to chime in with? When he hears whatever we're commenting on. And then, of course, it, it, it was – Poor timing on his part that he was outside and he came in right when we were talking about him previously. But now he's got a beer in his hand and he's paying close attention, oh. thinking he might get more love. He's having a cold beer at Xgolf. A cold X-Golf beer at X-Golf. X-Golf. Yes. Yeah, I like a cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans of fitches, right? Uh, yeah, the Killer the killer Bees broadcasting live, X-Golf and Katie. Great spot. Best and most accurate golf simulators you'll find in the market. You like the putting there, too. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, you and I have been to a couple of different places that have simulators, and the one thing that was always a struggle was that some people have the some places have like the simulator where the floor moves and tries to create the undulations. This is just realistic putting with your putter on a real green, and it reads it based on how hard you hit it and the spin and and like the the squareness of the face. It's these simulators are phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, they look really cool. The the bar is awesome too. Uh, looks like a fun spot. Can't wait to uh, to get out there. X-Golf and Katie, you need to go uh, have some fun. Play some golf one of the bays, have a cold beer, and uh, have a bite. Was Joe hitting some golf balls? I, w- I would pay money to see that. Yeah, no, Joe was not hitting golf balls, and I think that's because their insurance policy only covers the actual bay that you're on, not the oh. damage that he could do on the sides and the ceiling of the place. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. Ocho said, Chuck, uh, check out Laramie Tunsil's tweet. Uh, Laramie Tunsil said Howard and Stingley, like, locked down or something. Uh, someone retweeted that. Xavier Howard has been, I think, notified or it's been reported that he's going to be cut. He's going to be cut by the Miami Dolphins. Howard is from Houston. He went to uh, Wheatley High School, grew up in the Fifth Ward, then went to Baylor, played some football there. Uh, and then he's been with Miami ever. I mean, that's been the only team he's been on. Uh, first team All Pro in twenty, second team All Pro in eighteen. I'm not going to say how many times he was a Pro Bowler because Pro Bowlers do not matter. Um, he's not been very good the last couple of years. Well, I personally don't want Howard in Houston. Yeah, he got hurt last year late in the season when they really needed him. Um, he's getting a little bit long in the tooth. I'm sure he still wants to get paid very well. And for that reason alone, I'm out. If he wants to give us a a homecoming deal, then I'm listening. But it ain't going to be for very long in terms of the years, and it's not going to be probably for as much money as he wants to get elsewhere. Yeah, I'm out on uh, Xavier Howard in Houston. So NFL free agency mock. What do we got going on here, Brian? What's cooking? Yeah, so this is from Cody Benjamin of CBS Sports. I thought this was kind of an interesting, you know, 
different spin on what the thousands and thousands of mock drafts that we see this time of year. So instead of doing a mock draft on you know the upcoming draft prospects, uh, this writer for CBS Sports actually did a mock draft for free agency. And so how they structured it was they based the draft order because initially I saw the Texans at seven and I couldn't figure out like how they would be at seven. But he based this upon their projected cap space. So that'll be huh. your draft order uh, for these selections. And then they, he also made a note that he removed the players that they deemed as either obvious uh, franchise tag candidates or players that, you know, all the reports seem to indicate that they'll be resigned by their team. So they wouldn't actually hit free agency. And so they were removed from the process. So it's basically a free agent draft and where you're yes. picking is based on how much salary cap Correct. space you have. Correct. Okay, and he trimmed down the who pool the- a little bit based on guys who he thinks are going to be tagged. Yes. Okay, that makes it. So, easy. who are the top top teams with cap space more than the Texans? Is it New England and Washington? Uh, Washington is yeah. number one. The Titans are two. I'll give you the ah. six in front of the Texans. So it's Washington one, Titans two, Bears three, Joe, uh, four Patriots, <laughs> five Bengals, six Colts, and then the Texans at seven. Dang, there's Ooh, two teams that- in the AFC South with more cap space than the Texans and the Bengals. Yeah, well, Bengals have change. a lot of caps, but they have a lot of holes like Bengals yeah, do. they got to like, figure out what they're doing with T. Yeah, which T. Higgins goes second here. I thought, I mean, he said he was going to get rid of the guys that are franchise tagged. Yeah, I, look, he, he obviously uh, di- maybe disagrees with the reports. I'm not sure why he has T. Higgins in because I also assume that he's going to be franchise tagged. But, uh, yeah, that uh, he is in the list on according to uh, Cody yeah. Benjamin, from, Benjamin from CBS. Yeah, so he goes Brian Burns 1 to Washington. Another guy is going to be tagged. He goes T. Higgins, number two, to the Titans. Mike Evans to the Bears. Okay. Uh, Patriots, Kirk Cousins. Bengals go with Trent Brown. Get some offensive line help for Joe Burrow, which is fine. Joe Burrow's been – he's had his season cut short twice now. Something people yep. don't want to talk about with Joe Burrow. Uh, Algeria Sneed, the Chiefs corner, goes to the Colts. And then he has the Texans selecting Hollywood Brown. I don't hate Hollywood Brown in Houston. Now, I hate the names that they picked with Hollywood Brown over. Like, the very next pick is Denell Hunter. If the Texans went with Brown over Hunter, like in real life, I would lose my mind. Yeah, that's – the price tag matters, and you could probably get Hollywood Brown for a pretty decent price. I don't know. I don't, what I don't do you think know he's going to get? What do you think he's going to command? I don't – Like 12 I don't maybe? Think he, 10 to 12? Yeah, I could see that. I could see that, but that's still a favorable price. But for that money, I want Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I would, yeah, that's a good point. Like, I rather, I rather spend, I rather pay Saquon ten to twelve than, and that's a little high for me where I want to be. But if you tell me I have, I have to pick one, Hollywood yep. at ten to twelve, Saquon at ten to twelve. Give me Saquon, and I'm going to draft the receiver in the third round. No question. That 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 just is a no brainer to me. If that, if that's what the the money is go, that I'm spending with that first pick. Then I'm looking at a guy that makes gives me the best chance to be significantly better and not have to break the bank at twenty plus, and I think that that would be the the obvious choice. What was your biggest takeaway from this, Brian? Uh, well, my initial thought was I I like the idea of Hollywood Brown because it allowed you to address the the wide receiver depth. Like you, we've all talked about you know would you be willing to take a wide receiver at twenty three? And I've been on that side because I think they need one more guy. And I thought Hollywood signing him allows you to get a receiver that's cheaper than Mike Evans, so you don't have to spend the same amount of money in free agency, and it also allows you to do something else at twenty three. Uh, his projected salary from Spotrack it's uh it's four years, fifty nine million works out to fourteen point eight per year, which may be a little higher than I'd like to spend, but I still think it's 
comes in about eight nine million under Mike Evans. So you know I, Hollywood Brown's been very productive when he's healthy. You do have to worry about injuries with him, but he's twenty six. He's ten, possibly ten million dollars cheaper than than uh, Mike Evans, and he's younger. I I prefer to have Daniel Hunter, uh, same as you, Jeremy. But I, I would be okay with them going after Hollywood Brown. Yeah, it's a lot I think of money, though. It is quite a bit of money. It's a little bit more than I'd be comfortable with Hollywood. Yeah, I, I'm not comfortable at 14. That trio's good, though. Like, Hollywood, I do like Hollywood Brown's game. Now, Hollywood Brown has been injury-prone a bit, and Hollywood Brown has been traded away from the Baltimore Ravens. Like, you know, does that say something about Hollywood Brown and how they thought of him in Baltimore? Like, he kind of seems like he's on the career plight of Brandon Cooks, where Brandon Cooks was, like, talented, but Brandon Cooks was, like, continuously being traded and going to different teams. So, like, I, I don't mind Hollywood Brown. I think I'm in the, in the minority there. Uh, that price is a little bit more than I'd be willing to pay, but uh, I'd be cool with it. I'd be cool with it if he ultimately is a Texan because he's super fast, too, and he can help <laughs> you from the slot. I think he's a burner over the top. Uh, I kind of like how he fits in with this uh, with Nico and Tank. Reliability, affordability. True. True. <laughs> I mean, just availability. I'm like, I just, I, I would spend the money elsewhere. Now, the report in itself, like the piece that this was done, like, uh, it's to me, it's Bad Take Boulevard that you would pick and select Marquise Brown over Donnell Hunter. Like, I think that's an awful take. They also had uh, Calvin Ridley after Mar- Hollywood Brown, which. I'd rather have Hollywood than Calvin Ridley. I, depending on the – like, with the price factored in, I agree. Like, if, if I could eliminate I mean, price, Cal- which you never can, give me Calvin over Hollywood. But if you factor in the price, I agree with that. Well, Cal- Calvin Ridley's older by um, at least two years, maybe possibly three. He was super inconsistent last year. And I also think he's kind of repetitive to what Nico Collins does, whereas Hollywood Brown, I think, would give you a different style weapon than what they currently have. This guy has I- jo- John Grenard going 28. And Saquon Barkley going twenty nine. This is this is. I'm, I want to burn this piece in, on fire. <laughs> I just don't like to when you start looking at that and you look at the price. Look from Ridley's perspective, to me, I I, I think he's got an attitude problem. I think he's got a route running problem. He likes he, to gamble. Inconsistent. It, 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 that too, routes, but I'm not even factoring that. About. Yeah, he's he's inconsistent. He likes to show try to show up his quarterback when he's not getting the ball. I don't think that he's on any kind of a level to be able to be the diva receiver that he looks like he would be. I, I'm I'm good without Calvin Ridley on my team. I might be uh, I might be putting too much weight in just the two games I saw him play against the Texans. I don't love his hands. Like he dropped a wide yeah. open touchdown pass in one of the games against the Texans, where I was like, okay, this is this is Calvin Ridley. This is the guy everybody tells me so great. He's dropping passes. Okay. And I know receivers do that. And, again, maybe I'm putting way too much weight in those two games. But his hands look questionable in those two games to me. 713-780-ESPN. The salary cap in the NFL came out today, and it has went up. It is super high. I can argue that this actually hurts the Texans' cap space advantage. Also, are there options to restructure like the Saints restructure with Carr today and the amount of savings they got from him, astronomic. It's the Killer Bees broadcasting live from X-Golf and Katie on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5.com. Iocane powder. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> The Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios are currently inside the state-of-the-art golf simulators inside X-Golf KD. Guiding you through their sports talk simulation, it's the Killer Bees, Joel and Jeremy. 
X-Golf and Katie, great spot. Most accurate golf simulators that exist. Have a bite, have a drink, all fantastic. Uh, Joe's partaking in a couple of oh, those right things. in front of me he is. Is it just still yeah, the cold beer? Yeah, now he just turned around and shocked. Oh, he's got the cold beer. That's all he's got. The bite came the earlier. Beer. The beers are what's going down now. Yeah, I don't blame him. It's a Friday. I don't blame him at all. Uh, the NFL salary cap is on the rise. 20 or I'm sorry, $255.4 million. It went over. It went up over $30 million. So, okay, that's a lot. That means the Texans are going to have even more cap space. Uh, Texans cap, at Texans cap on Twitter, the best capologist that exists uh, when, you, when you're looking at Texans stuff. He projects the uh, Texans cap at $68.7 million. Now, you've got to factor in the rookie class. They still have a you know, sign a kicker, a punter, fill out the roster, blah, 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 blah. That's a lot of money. Uh, $68.7 currently under the salary cap for the Houston Texans. But I saw a lot of people get excited about this. Oh, yeah, more money to spend. This is exciting. This is great. But while you have more money to spend, these other teams also now have more money to spend. I actually think this is a bad thing for the Texans because when you have the cap space and you have a, like a, a less of a salary cap, that means these teams can't bring back their own players. That means the free agent players is better. It's deeper. You got more options to choose from. Now that the cap went up as much as it did uh, when it went up, you know, 30 30 and a half million dollars, now these teams that didn't think they were going to get maybe their second or third best free agent, they thought they were going to lose them. Maybe they bring them back. Maybe half the teams in the NFL, uh, 16 teams, are able to bring back their second or third pending free agent. So now all of a sudden, because these teams have more cap space, this free agency pool I don't think is going to be quite as good as it would have been if it was a lesser salary cap. Yeah, it's a bit of a bummer because of the fact that we were in agreement that you really – we didn't anticipate them going over $20 million on a player, and they didn't have to. And that's fine because I, I've been very staunch on the fact that I think they could do their most damage by the cap casualties of other teams. So to your point, this is kind of a, a bummer, and a, it's, a de- it's detrimental to what the Texans could possibly do because we saw Pittsburgh cut a center today. We saw guys at positions that the Texans need to improve at where you could say, hey, we could pounce on some of these guys. There's more coming. There's opportunities to fill a, a multiple of these 10 starters that we're looking at having to, to replace because of the fact that teams are going to be cap-strapped. And now because they get this little extra boost, not that it's going to be like a, a an end-all, be-all, but it's definitely going to affect – kind of the the way that they go about their business or the guys, the the talent pool of the guys they can choose from. Yeah, I don't think it's going to necessarily impact like the top guys that we've talked about. I think where this is going to have the the biggest you know influence is going to be on those like two deep guys like we we've talked about 10 starting caliber players these are going to be more of the guys that you had your eye on that you thought you could get at like six seven million dollars and now because these teams have more cap savings they bring back their third fourth best free agent and now it sucks up that pool a little bit so like again, yeah, it's not going to be these top names. Like Mike Evans is still going to be a free agent. Kirk Cousins is still going to be a free agent. Where I think you really see it is in like the middle of what we thought the free agency pool was. Like this third, fourth tier player, that third to fourth tier, maybe even some of the second tier. Like that second through fourth tier. Not that it's going to be sucked dry, but it's going to be cut by like thirty, forty percent. 
and now you have a lot of these teams that are going to be wanting to get those guys. Other teams have these cap spaces, like they have this cap space as well. I don't think this is good news for the Texans, quite frankly. No, I would agree. I think that you're right. The, the, the top three guys at almost every position are going to get theirs. But the fact that you could have had a lot of guys to choose from that want to play for you because it's a great situation to be in and you had the money to go get them, now there's a chance that their team doesn't let them go at all and, and, and that could be a big problem. And the guys that are free agents know that there's going to be a bigger market for them than there was previously and maybe guys that you were trying to re-sign that teams would like to have that were on your team last year that you thought, well you know what, we're probably going to – we might lose them. We might be in the running. Now, with teams having more money, maybe they're willing to pay some of your guys more money, and maybe this affects who you lose too. Yeah, and the, the counterpoint I think here would be, well, you can you can sign your own. You could be – you could go out and sign a John Grenard easier or a Dalton Schultz easier. And I think one thing we don't always really, like, uh, account for, these agents are going to be looking for percentage of the cap. And they also saw the salary cap went up. There, if a guy was going to make $20 million yesterday, he's not asking for $20 million today. He, he saw the increase. He understands the percentage it went up. And if the salary cap went up by that percentage, that demand from that agent for that player went up that exact percentage. It's not going to – the dollar is not what's influenced. Well, the dollar gets influenced here. But the thing that stays the same isn't the dollar. The thing that stays the same is what percentage of the cap they want. So you're not going to get these players on a cheap, like on the same deal. They're going to want a pay raise. They're going to want an increase, just like the salary cap increased. Uh, John Grenard, if he was 20 yesterday, he's 21 and a half today. He's 22 today. Yes. If Dalton Steve Schultz Nelson. was 10, Dalton Schultz is 11 and a half today. Like you're not yep. going to get that player on the same deal you thought you could have got him yesterday. No, you're not, and that's what I'm saying. So now it not only affects the guys that might have fallen into your wheelhouse that you could sign that help you from another team, but now it's going to affect you even more in trying to retain your own, and now it gets a lot trickier and a lot more challenging for your number crunchers and for Nick Casario. So it's going to be an interesting proposition. It's obviously a great spot to be from a league perspective and all the money that's coming in for the teams to be able to spend but it also is a predicament now that might be a little bit more tricky than it was, say, 24 hours ago. Did you see this Derek Carr thing, David Carr's brother? Yeah. Uh, he restructured yeah. his deal, gave the Saints $23 million in cap space. It's amazing to me that one guy can change his the way his contract is written and it can save a team $23 million. They're not even losing money. They're just turning it from like a base salary to signing bonus money. It's, it's wild to me. Um, Seahawks restructured Geno as well. You, you think that Nick Casario can go this route? Like Titus is a name that comes up. Laramie's a name that comes up because they have big contracts. I imagine that Casario is going to turn over every stone here. Yeah, I, I, I saw this this morning. It's immediately what, what came to my mind was, well, the, the Saints said that they needed to get – they were in a predicament like they were a few years ago to, to, to really try and, and get a, a few guys to restructure, to try and be players in the – have money to spend, period, but to be players to be able to do some things to upgrade their team. And when you think about it, the two biggest contracts on the team are your two tackles. I mean, Howard just signed his deal, but I'm sure that he doesn't have a problem. Tunsil's a guy I'm not sure he'd be willing to do it, but if he is, that if Nick is sitting there on the fence or because of this increase in the cap that you look at it and say, hey, they might need a couple extra dollars here or there, I think that this should be a very, very reasonable conversation to be had between specifically those two guys and Nick Casario going, you're still going to get your money. I'm willing to work with you if you're willing to work with us. You guys want us to be better too. This is a way we can actually get – player A, player B, whatever it is. Look, we, we know that 
Tunsil was a fan of Howard. If if you get a guy, if you have the conversation with Lambert, look, we're more of a player in the in the conversations with a guy like that. If you can help us out, I think it's this is how good teams become better, and I think that that's something that you have to do. Yeah, you have to be really good at the cap if you're going to have success now in the NFL. Tunsil has restructured in the past, and it's because, I mean, he's not losing any money. You're just converting base salary to signing bonus, so it's like, okay, well, if I'm going to net the same, then I'm going to net the same, and sure, I'll do you a favor. Um, so I, I think that Tunsil will be willing to do it. Uh, and you can also save some money through some of the cuts. Now, I don't think the Texans have a lot of those names. Robert Woods at five, Jimmy Ward, I think it was four. MJ Stewart's like two, two and a half. Uh, so, I mean, you restructure. We mentioned the salary cap going up. Maybe you cut a player or two. This, and yeah, you have to pay for the rookie cat class. You have a kicker and punter to sign. I think you can get that sixty-eight million, maybe close to like seventy-five million, uh, whenever you get to free agency. And that's fine. I think that that I like that, and I think that it's it's a better situation to be in than teams like the Chargers and maybe the Niners to some extent, but that are. Have are laden with so many big contracts. They're worried about trying to cut. If you're if you're having the capabilities of adding even more, that just gives you a better chance to really improve your team for next season, uh, and it's an easier route to take. So yeah, it's a little challenging, but it's also uh, with a lot bigger, quick turnaround benefit. I think for the for the organization. Yeah, I think that. Uh... It's great that the Texans have more money under the cap, but I do think that the fact that the cap went up is going to dry up the free agency pool in the middle a, a little bit. Uh, 713-780-ESPN, HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. Rockets lost yesterday. It was great. Fantastic. We all know why. Uh, a couple of players, they were awful. There was a bright spot, too, though. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5, live from Xgolf and Katie. Hey, before we go to the break, tell you about my good friends at Allstate. Allstate Siding and Windows, because they do siding and windows better than anybody else. Your biggest investment for most of us is your house. If you can create that tough outer shell for the Houston weather, you know how hot it gets in the summer, you know it can get cold in the winter, and then you know hurricane season is an animal all by itself that need you need to protect your house and the contents, starting with you and your family, going to all the important things you have inside. That's why you always improve with your siding and windows. That's why Allstate's the best in the business. Between Mary and Mike and the family, it's been family-owned and operated for 50 years. They've always been willing to support ESPN 97.5 and the sports teams because they want to help Houstonians just like they want to help you. And all you got to do is call them. They can come out and tell you how sidings and win- siding and windows can make such a big difference with your house. Yes, I can speak from experience. I had new windows put in at my house from Allstate. I'm telling you right now, first and foremost, cosmetically, the outside appearance of the house was upgraded immensely. A phenomenal look to the house and a more modern look and feel immediately. Immediately, But the bigger thing, one, you can it's, it's a tax write-off, and two, the fact is it's going to save you up to 40% on your energy bills, and that's a game-changer. All you got to do to get the process started, call them. Have them come out and take a look at what you got going, and they can tell you how they can help. It doesn't cost you anything, but it can really save you some money. All you got to do is call them, 832-204-1936. 832-204-1936. Right now, 30% off on all windows, 24 more months interest free they're also doing specials like $2,500 off on complete siding jobs with that same 24 months interest free they're going to take care of you if you take the time to call them they're fans and and, and supporters of the station they are going to work to help you as well because they love ESPN 97.5 listeners and they love you thinking smartly about the biggest investment you have your house check out the website too allstatewindowsandsiding.com 
ESPN 97.5, the only Houston sports station with a bidet. And the bidet, should it break? Is there a bidet repairman on site? We are live in the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios inside X-Golf Katy. And the killer bees are currently inside each other's heads, getting to the heart of pure sports talk. It's Joel and Jeremy. He's Blank, I'm Branham, X-Golf Katie. Your spot to be tonight, tomorrow, Sunday, every day, because it's great. Best golf simulators in the business. Uh, great food, great, great drink as well. Uh, X-Golf in Katy. Rockets lost a basketball game yesterday, first to uh, 4187. Who cares? Texans are not winning anytime soon. Filling airtime as usual. Uh, 4187 sounds mm. like a fun And time. listening daily. It sounds like yeah. a, I, I, I'd like to hang out with him. I'd let him buy me a drink. You know, I would let him buy me a drink. Yeah, he's he's a frequenter of the negativity, but it's okay. He listens daily. So thanks for your support, sir, and have a great weekend. Yeah, whenever we see you, you can buy me a drink. Uh, Pelicans beat yeah. the Rockets yesterday in NOLA, 127-105. to Rockets, uh, quick turnaround. They'll be playing in about an hour and a half, uh, playing the second game of a back-to-back, and they're taking on the Phoenix Suns tonight, so it doesn't get any easier for the Houston Rockets. What is the spread? I'm trying to find the spread in that game real quick, see which side of it I like I the most. I've Phoenix lost in Dallas three, last three night. Did they really? So they're going to have a little bit of the red ass. Yep. You don't think the Rockets will? No, I don't. <laughs> like, why, why does it matter if one team loses and the other team I, loses? Why does one team have red butt and the other one doesn't? One, because I think we're both in agreement that it's embraced <laughs> the suck, too. And two, because Phoenix has a lot to play for, and Houston obviously doesn't, and they don't care either, either way the way they're playing lately. Playing have games. you seen the Rockets' next five games? Yeah, they're tough. Whew, it's, it's Phoenix, OKC, OKC, Phoenix, Phoenix, I believe. That's right. Yeah, they play back-to-backs. Well, not back-to-back days, but they play like two-game miniseries against the Thunder and the Suns. They go, you, is that what you said? Suns, Thunder, Thunder, Suns, Suns. Uh huh. That's what they got. It's yeah. actually Over the next it's, week. It's, yeah. Cool. Oh my God. Home That's for home for Phoenix. Home for the Thunder. At OKC. At Phoenix. At Phoenix. Like that's what 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 weird Good schedule. Night. Like what is that? That's yeah, like and I guess it's because the NBA is trying to save on travel and travel expenses. It's Phoenix. Come on, man. They're not hurting for money. Houston to Phoenix is fine though. Like. It's like ridiculous. go go spend a little time in L.A. Like go play the Clippers and the Lakers in two games, or go up north and like play at New York and then at Boston. Like it's Phoenix. That's not that. That's a that's a little jump. Like it's not yeah. very far to go to Phoenix. Anyways, I, I digress. And, and we're not stuff. in those times anymore. And the league's making enough money. We don't need to be doing that. Anyways, uh, Rockets lost yesterday, one twenty-seven, one hundred five. This is great. I want the Rockets to play for ping pong balls. This is exactly what I wanted to see from the Rockets yesterday. They were listening to the Killer Bees. They're like, you know what? They're on to something. We still have our first round pick if it lands in the top four. Killer Bees are right. We need to be adding ping pong balls. Uh, they were awful yesterday, really bad. Like, I mean, really bad. Pretty terrible way to come off the break. Uh, Jalen wasn't good again. One thing that does bother me, though, is when the Rockets play bad, everybody's just like, well, Jalen sucked. Well, Jalen, everybody sucked. Everybody was everybody awful Everybody but Amen for and a little guy. bit of Cam sucked. Uh, yeah. I would say Cam was more garbage time. Like, Cam, whenever the game was still in the balance, had an awful shooting game. And then he came mm-hmm. alive when they were down by 30 in the fourth. Yeah, I saw him in the third. It was still, like, between 15 and 20. But he made a couple. He made a shot or two, and I was like, "Okay." But then, you know, you look at the box score, and you're right. I mean, Amen is a guy that we've, we've talked about this previously. But now that we're past the trade deadline, and he's playing so well, 
minutes of plenty, and I don't need to see Holiday as much. I don't care if he was a game saver and a game changer when he came into the games at, at times. I don't need to see it. Van Vliet was awful. I didn't expect to see that. Everybody else was borderline terrible with the exception of was decent. And, and your only lone bright spot to me was a men and a little bit of camp. I think Alpi, when you look at the box score, he was decent. When you watch that game and you saw Kareem yeah. Abdul Valanchunas abuse him for the second time they played in a row, Valanchunas almost had a double-double in the first quarter. Like, he had, I think it was like 8-6 and six in the first quarter, 8-7 and seven in the first quarter. Like, he got abused by Valanchunas. Remember the last time he got abused by Valanchunas yes. and the Rockets traded for Steven Adams the very next day? Like, yep. Alpi's defense has gotten better. Alpi still struggles with, like, big offensive-minded centers. This is one of those where for maybe the last year or so, or at least the start of the year, New Orleans was having to game plan to try and stop Houston, and they had to pay attention. And now Houston balls in your court because they basically told you, going forward, we figured it out, and until you stop our big man, we are going to feed him religiously and dare you to stop him. And they can't. No. it's um, I, I think that's what's going to prevent Alpi Shingun from being – a star. Like, I think he's going to be able to get his. Like, even, I mean, even yesterday, I thought he played poor yesterday, quite frankly. Uh, whenever you look at the totality of what, like, he did on the defensive end, you add that into the equation. He still finished with 29. Like, he was, was he say, still yeah. gave you, he still scored for you. Um, but for him, I think to be, like, one of the game's best, I think it's going to have to come defensively. And I'm worried that he's never going to be that complete player. Like, I think he can be good enough defensively where you obviously you get by with it. Like, this year they've gotten by with it. But can you be a team that goes through a deep playoff run if your center can't defend somebody else's center? I, I have a hard time thinking you can. Well, you, you can't if you don't have enough warm bodies that are 6'10 and above that have some girth to them that, that can go in there and, and – help and you know whether on the floor with him or, or you know filling in for him defensively they don't have the bigs they need he needs to play alongside someone that not only can help on the on the glass or with blocking shots but can provide a little bit better post defense but on the floor and that's something that's deep or just like i think him up. It's, no backing him up if he can't stop people but at the very least, when Jabari or other people are on the floor with him, they've got to do the dirty work that he can't do. And someone's got to be a better low-post defender than he can be sometimes when he's getting abused like that. And they don't have another able – Jeff Green ain't it. They, they don't have another guy that can come in and say, well, we've, Steven Adams would be that guy. If, if Steven Adams is the guy he was before he got hurt, he can come in and he can put a big body on Valanchunas, and now it's someone else is going to have to beat us. We're not going to have this continually beating us over the head. They don't have that guy this year, and, and they're not going to get that guy this year. So it's something that they've got to plan for going forward because people see this and teams are going to use the blueprint. It's copycat league, and they're going to see if they have any kind of big guy with any kind of ability on the post at all, they're going to dare Alpi to stop him, and I don't think he can. The The good news is I don't think there's a ton of those guys, but Valanciunas isn't a world beater. Like, Valanciunas is like he's a solid piece. He's not he's Joel B. He's not Jokic, you know what I mean? So, like, the good news is there's not many great offensive-minded centers uh, where Alpi's going to have to go up against that every night. But you run into that type of team when or if the Rockets are a playoff team again, it's going to be a challenge for them. Um, I'd yeah, like you to look get at your, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say real quick. You look at it, and there are – but, you, like, if it, it, thank God Milwaukee's in the East. Yeah. But if Lopez was there, Lopez would spend the entire night just daring him to stop them, and that's what teams are going to do 
to try and find one advantage they can they can capitalize on in a matchup. Yeah, yeah if you have that guy, and uh, I don't think it takes like a really good guy. It's just like if you have some offensive skill at all and you're big, mm-hmm. the Rockets are going to struggle. And they kind of refuse to send double teams too. Like they're like, here you go, Shingun, you're on an island. Uh, I'd like to see Jabari get more shots when the offense is struggling. Like he can knock down shots. Just see if he can have like a hot game. Like he knocked down a couple of threes yesterday. Okay, offense is struggling. Jalen's not hitting shots. Cam's not hitting shots early. Uh, let's see if Fred Van Vliet's not hitting shots. Brooks isn't hit. Let's see if Jabari can knock down a couple shots. I'd like to see him take more shots, uh, especially when the offense is struggling. The bright spot was a men, though, and you're right. You nailed it. Like, I want a men to play 30 minutes a night, like 22 points, whatever. Like, the scoring's great. It was career high, but he's doing a little bit of everything. Like, he's getting a few, re- a few rebounds, getting a few assists. He blocked three shots yesterday. Uh, I like what I'm seeing. I want him to play as many minutes as possible. No question. He is a multifaceted, multi-skilled player that's only going to get better with more minutes on the floor. And he's getting more confidence. And we know that he can take it to the basket. The shot is the one thing that has to continue to develop. But whether it does or not, when he can get points as well as be that big, rebounding, long wingspan guy, and he'll get better on the defensive end. But because he's long and rangy, he can stay with guys and he can block shots even if he gets beat. He's a guy that the upside to me is the sky's the limit of all these guys we've been talking about that they've drafted highly. This is a kid that looks like he's got a massive upside, and already in year one, just look what he's been able to do and get done in a short period of time. There's no reason not to play this kid as much as possible right now between now and the end of the regular season. I think the ceiling is the roof when it comes to a men Thompson. Thanks, MJ. I think he's better than Fred Van Vliet. Oh, I don't think he's better than Fred. Van I think he's, I, I think he's better. <laughs> Maybe I'm just being super prisoner of the moment, and I yeah. because I do want the Rockets to lose out so they can get the most ping pong balls bo- possible. But I really like what I see with him, man. I, I think he can be like I a triple double type of guy. Like, and his shooting still think- suspects. Obviously, he did knock down a three yesterday, but like you can even see how teams are defending him. Like, they're if he gets the ball on the perimeter, they're mm-hmm. sagging into the paint. It's the Westbrook defense. It's gonna, yes. yeah, it's gonna lay off and say the one thing we're not gonna do is let you beat us in the middle and get into the paint and around the basket. So we dare you. And if you have an ego and you can't pass up the shot, benefit to us. But you know, when we do these monthly rankings, I'm telling you right now, by the end of the season, it's not far fetched to think that he might be the most valuable guy on your team by the end of the season in terms of the guys that you have the biggest upside and that have the, have the most ability. I was actually thinking about that today. Like I was, uh, I was having that conversation with myself. I like to talk to myself, but yeah, yeah, he might, he might be up there pretty soon. We do it at the start of each month. Where are we at on March first with the Rockets that you most want to build around? Uh, I know who's fading though. Seven. By the way, my mom said when we were kids, it's okay to talk to yourself, just don't answer. Well, that's a pretty one-sided conversation. Yeah, but at the same time, it's not as crazy. I don't know. Because then the next thing you do is you, you're in Twitch. And you're talking to yourself amongst two, two and three accounts. Yeah, but we have jobs. Uh, 713-780-ESPN, HRP listener line. Every Friday we wrap up the show with all the mean things that you say to us. There's still time for you to say some mean things to us. What were the meanest things you said all week? Mean text with the Killer Bees next. Killer Bees live at XGOF on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. I'll take the Negroni. The Negroni. Magliata with Prosecco in it. This is the car wreck of the day brought to you by 
CarWreckTexas.com. Thanks so much for uh, X-Golf having the station out today. Best golf simulators in the world. And you can get them out there in Katy. Great spot. Joe's partaking in the cold beer. Uh, you can have a bite there, too. Really good food. Uh, so thanks to X-Golf for having us out. Every Friday, every Friday we end the show with the mean things y'all say to us. I just said something mean to the Twitchers. I said y'all's weekend start on Monday. <laughs> Because they don't work. So they, they're, I know. know. I know. I, I, I was wondering if they caught it or not, but yeah, I caught it. Uh, 2180 said he's one of these late to these mean texts. He said, I want more local programming during the drive home, but glad it doesn't have to be y'all. <laughs> we got uh, game on. We got uh, Glenn Davis and Soccer Matters. Joe so. is going to be missed, surprisingly, by people from 6 to 7. Wheatstraw says mean text. Yeah, he is. He, Joe's great. Huge asset, 6-7. Wheatstraw says mean text is my favorite segment of the week because most of the mean stuff they say is true. Wheatstraw. I, would, I didn't Jeez, expect I thought that, that was, from I you. Thought, they, I thought he was one of us. There's some people I expect the mean stuff from. I didn't expect it from Wheatstraw. Wheatstraw is one of the kindest textures we have. And he's sitting in, I guess they would be strays because they're directly towards us. He said the mean things to us. Unbelievable. Brian got it a little bit this week because he's being uh, oh, no. hazed. Hazed into the killer bees. Indoctrinated. Yes. Indoctrinated. That sounds like he's joining a cult. Okay. Can I, can I take <laughs> a guess maybe. as to what some of these will be? Yeah, go for it. Because it's something I've heard a thousand times before. Let me guess. Uh, he sounds like Buffalo Bill. <laughs> yeah, that's one of them. Yep, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard Buffalo Bill. You've never seen Silence of the Lambs? Uh, I have, but it's been a while. I have okay, seen well, it. I don't seen, remember. You've heard Buffalo Bill, though. I guess I, yeah, I didn't put that together. I'm going to have to go yeah. and listen to some Buffalo Bill to see if it's accurate. You've been, you've been called Andrew Luck in the past. Yeah, of our I did a bit of the highway Mack. to hell with that. So. Yeah. You, what was John it the, you would write? Yeah, I would, I would write and produce. Sure. It was uh, General Luck. General Luck. He was writing a letter to his yeah. like, girlfriend or something? Yeah, different different women named uh, Clementine and other old-time <laughs> sounding names. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Vinyl Voice coming up at 7 Hall of Fame with Brad Gilmore and Booker T at 8. So stick around for that. Um, the first one's Lots with us. Time. The show couldn't open for the Blitz back in the day. That's not very nice. Blitz was great. Legendary show. I think we could at least open for the Blitz, though. Actually, I did a show that did open for the Blitz back in the day, so shut your mouth. It's a great point. You, there you, you go. You literally did do it. But I, I guess, did the lead-in show to the Blitz, so there you go. I guess to defend this mean texture, though, it wasn't this particular show, so maybe I could have brought you down, which is plausible. It's in play. Uh, King of Twitch earlier said that Brian sounds like a talking calculator. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was when he went too analytical with his analytics. Yeah, maybe so. Although, although that, I think I, I like oh, that no, you know what it, Buffalo Bill. You know what it was? It was when he decided to overly break down a Brayu statistics to make him sound like an MVP candidate. Okay. Maybe I went too far with that. The uh, <laughs> talking calculator is hilarious. You know what's funny about that is King of Twitch is not funny. Like, he's not a funny person, but he had a funny line. Now you're so, being mean about the Twitchers. Blind squirrel, but he pays his nut, debts. all of that. Yeah, right. Uh, Alex says we have to retire Joe George Boulevard from three to six. <laughs> retire Joe George from the – now, we can't get him off a bad tape, Boulevard. Maybe we can retire – no, I don't want to retire him from the car wreck of the Yeah, day. you're not re- – yeah, Joe available. doesn't get out that easily. No, he's Just because available. he's – yeah, now he's going to be more frequented on bad take Boulevard, but he definitely can't be left off of the car wreck of the day. Yeah, definitely not. Charles Barkley was very mean to the homeless crooks in San Francisco. Oh, yes, he, says, he was. says that Barkley says San Francisco is full of homeless crooks. A lot of people thought he shouldn't have said this. 
Charles is going to be Charles. He also was critical of San Antonio women being far too heavy. So he's not going to hold back just because people don't like it. Which of the two was worse, the San Antonio women or the homeless crooks in San Francisco? Without question, question the the, the weight of the women. I agree. Yeah, I feel like this was like kind of tame for Barkley. <laughs> Although he did. I think he also threw in that the homeless people had guns. But <laughs> Charles is going to be Charles. Well, I mean, they should create some, they should cause some petty crime and get a good night of sleep. Uh, somebody texted says, y'all got rid of Joe for Buffalo Bill. There it is. There, was, there, there it, it was. It was earlier today. Uh, the guy behind the glass is a moron. That might have actually been Joe. Because some of these, <laughs> some of these, some of these are old. Because people weren't that mean to us this week. You got you. The hive was not very mean. Which we're gonna have to do better next week. So some of these are no, ones we that we've had in we're the good. queue for a while. Like this one says, "Dang Barry, I have to listen to Gas Bag Blankers today since you're back on ESPN for the day. You owe me, LOL." Like Gas that was bag. one from two weeks ago. That might have been after Taco Bell. Have you been? Have you ever been called a gas bag before? After Taco Bell by my wife, yeah. And then somebody said Branham is such a bad word canoe. <laughs> you oh, can guess boy. the bad word. Yeah. What would you guess enough. the bad word was? I'm not guessing on the air. Nice try. <laughs> All right, that does it for us. Thanks to Brian. Great, strong first week. Uh, he's blank. I'm Branham. We'll talk to you Monday, Houston. Have a great weekend, everybody. ESPN Radio next. Final voice at 7. Hall of Fame with Brad Gilmore and the five-time, five-time, five-time world champion Booker T. Talk to everybody Monday. So long, everybody.